Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the still, small voice of God. I'm coming to you live from Fort Lauderdale, where our headquarters are based for the global prayer movement in the nations of the earth. I'm in South Florida. Donde esta? Where are you? I want to know where you are, how you're doing, because I care and God cares. And we're going somewhere today from this moment in time. Prepare your hearts. Listen, if you're in South Florida, come on over to Awakening House of Prayer on Sundays, would you? Please, I want to meet you. I want to say hello, maybe snap a photo. Amen. Hug your neck. Preach, pray, prophesy, cast out demons. That's what I'm doing all day on Sundays at Awakening House of Prayer. We have two services, 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. You know the drill. You can go to our online campus to watch that a.m. service at 1047 a.m. dot online. Consider becoming an official web church member. Have that pastoral covering, that prayer line, and so, so, so much more. All the archives, it's there for you. Web church members, you get extra special sauce. Amen. God is good. That second service is only streamed at schoolofthespirit.tv. Why? Because it's School of the Spirit at AHOP. We still worship. We still pray. We're still a church, but we're going into the deeper things of God in that second service. And it's only at schoolofthespirit.tv. Right now, we're in a series called Nine Gifts of the Spirit activating the nine gifts of the spirit activating you should have seen last week we activated everybody in that gifts of healings people were praying for each other all over the church it was awesome god is good good morning awakening prayer hubs leaders good morning ignite network members all my family around the world the nations are here god bless you we're going to get started today by reading from victory decrees daily prophetic strategies for spiritual warfare victory and today's devotion is titled Listen, 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 listen. If you're listening, say amen. Today's devotion is entitled, Get Thee Behind Me, Satan. Oh, Jesus. And here's what I heard the Lord say. Tell the enemy of your soul, get behind me. Many times you give the enemy a place in your life he does not deserve. You give him attention that he craves, like a spoiled child who demands to be heard. You give him the glory that belongs to me by your constant gaze upon his work. Don't be ignorant of the enemy's plots and plans, says the Lord, but don't put him in the center of your focus. Like Jesus issued the command, get behind me and keep going. I have your back. Just like Jesus, God is saying, issue the command, get behind me and keep going. I have your back, says the Lord. Matthew 16, 23, 2 Corinthians 2, 11, Philippians 1, 28 are the scripture references for today. Now the prayer starter and the decree. Father, help me discern the enemy sneaking into my presence like a slithering snake with a voice and lies like poisonous venom. Help me watch and pray. I decree the enemy is under my feet because Christ is the head of all principalities and powers. I declare I'm the head and not the tail above and not beneath in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Father, we thank you today 
We thank you today, oh God, oh Jesus. We thank you today, oh God, that you have given us authority over all the power of the enemy. We're so grateful that you have endued us with power from on high. You have filled us with the power that raised Christ from the dead, resurrection power living on the inside of us. We are unstoppable in Christ. We are immovable in Christ. We are unshakable in Christ. So, Father, we praise you today for the work of the cross. We praise you today for what you did at Calvary, the sacrifice you made for us so that we can walk in your word, walk in your will, walk in your ways, walk in your precepts, walk in your concepts, walk in your principles, walk in your spirit. God, would you help us today to keep on walking? Father, give us the strength that we need to walk into the center of your purpose and will for our lives. The enemy is resisting us. He's resisting us. He's resisting us. He's not just roaming about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He's actively resisting us, God. I know you see it. I know you know it. But I know that greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yea, Jesus. Yea, Jesus. Oh, you're greater. Oh, the enemy may be resisting us, but we are not going to bow to the pressure of the wicked one. We shall not be moved by the resistance of the of the of the of the evil one, but we will be infused. Come on, with the power from on high for every battle, filled again and again and again. Just like the apostles in the book of Acts, they weren't just filled one time. They weren't just filled two times. They were ever being filled with the Holy Ghost. Paul said, be being filled, be ever filled with the Holy Ghost. So fill us again, oh God, to overflowing this morning. We need a fresh outpouring this morning. We need a fresh infilling this morning. We need a fresh encounter this morning. God, yesterday's manna just doesn't cut it for us. Lord Jesus, yesterday's manna just does not cut it for us. Doesn't cut it. It's not good enough. It's it's just not the way of God to depend on the victory of yesterday. Oh, we're going to look for the new victories today because every day in you is another breakthrough. Every day in you is another victory march. Every day in you is another win. So Father, we thank you that we're in it to win it. <laughs> we thank you that we will not accept a defeatist mentality today. We will not look through the wrong lens today. We will not see through the wrong perspective today. Oh God, would you cleanse our lens? Would you help us to see things the way that you do? We know what your word says, but sometimes, Lord, if we're honest, God, sometimes even though we know what the word says, we don't act like we believe it. So forgive us, Lord, for our unbelief. Forgive us, Lord, for looking through the wrong eyes, the wrong lens, the wrong perspective, the wrong vista, the wrong viewpoint, the wrong outlook. God, would you help us today to see rightly? 
Cleanse our lens. Heal our eyes from the past trauma. Help us, Lord, to see even if we fell down last time, this time it can be different. Even if the divorce papers went through, the next time can be different. Even if we got fired from the job, the next job will be better. You've got promotion in mind. You've got breakthrough in mind. Even in the midst of judgment, Jeremiah prophesied to Israel, I've given you a future and a hope. And the Lord would say to you today, cut off the ideations of the past and cut off the traumas of the past and cut off even your lifeline to the past, says the Lord, for I've not called you to be infused with memories from the past that keep you stuck in a place I've delivered you from, says God, but I've called you to look upwards, to keep your eyes on me, to set your mind on things above and not on the things of the earth, says the Lord. I've called you to walk in a different paradigm. I've called you to walk with a different perspective, says the Lord. So allow me to show you things the way that I see them, says God, and be willing to look and keep on looking, says the Lord, instead of looking over your shoulder at what enemy is coming up behind you. Look up, look up, look up. That is where your redemption comes from. That is where your justification comes from. That is where your power comes from. I am your source. I am the source of every good thing in your life. So stop worrying about what the enemy is plotting and planning and stop thinking about what he did last time to derail you and understand and know that I am the redeemer and I will bring reconciliation and I will bring restoration. So choose to look at everything through my eyes, my eyes of love, my eyes of peace, my eyes of joy and cut the lifeline to the times of pain and the times of drama and the times of disappointment. No longer. No longer will your hope be deferred and no longer will your heart be sick, says the Lord. But if you'll look upon me, I will bring healing and a renewal and a refreshing and you will run again and you will cross the line called victory and you will come with a crown that you'll cast before me on that day, says the Lord. Come on. Oh, Jesus, come on. Oh, Jesus, come on. Come on, Father, would you help us to see those issues from our past that keep plaguing our present and trying to pervert our future? Father, would you help us to see those, 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 the, the, the pain? Would you help us to see? It's like a magnet trying to pull us back, pull us back, pull us back, pull us back. The past is like a, it's like magnetized. Just pull us. We don't want to go back anymore, God. We're tired of taking one step forward and two steps back. No longer will we allow ourselves to walk around the same mountain over and over and over again, getting nowhere, walking in circles, making no progress, walking around, seeing everything the same, the same, no variety, nothing new, nothing different, same old ways, mundane life. We break this cycle in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody break the cycle. Come on, Sweden, break the cycle. Come on, break the cycle. Break the cycle. Come on, let's do this now. I take authority. You can repeat this after me. Pray this for yourself. I take authority over vicious circles and demonic cycles in my life right now. In Jesus' name, no longer will I be behest to demonic timing. I see that, Lord. No longer will I be snared 
by demonic traps. No longer will I be limited by demonic mindsets. Come on. No longer will I allow the enemy to get up in my mind, to skew my vision, to, to cause my steps to be hesitant. But I will walk forth boldly because the righteous are as bold as lions. So would you help us, Lord, today to stop looking over our shoulder, to stop looking behind us, to start looking up, to start looking to the future and the hope that you have ordained for us. Would you help us, Lord, to see our failures through the lens of redemption? Would you help us, Lord, to learn from the past battles but not to dwell on the past failures? Come on. Help us, Lord, to learn from the past battles but not to dwell on the last failures. Come on. Help us, Lord, to learn from our past mistakes but not to dwell on those missteps to let them paralyze us, to keep us in fear, not willing to try again, not willing to run again, not willing to pray again. What's the use? What's the point? I break that hopelessness off you right now in Jesus name. There are a good number of people listening to me right now. And there's this hopelessness that has crept into your heart. That's why you won't try. Some of you, it's fear. Some of you, it's hopelessness. Some of you just lost your faith because you tried it and you tried it and you tried it and you tried it and it didn't work and it didn't work and it didn't work and it didn't work. But here's the reality and here's the deception. You were making progress. Even though you fell down, you were gaining momentum, even though you seemed like it was a setback. It was a mirage. It was an illusion. You're doing better than you think you are. Can I just give you God's heart? Those of you who feel hopeless, those of you who feel like you're taking one step forward and two steps back, some of this is an illusion. Some of this is an illusion. Don't let the illusion become a delusion. Come on, somebody write that down. Don't let the enemy's illusion become a strong delusion in your life. Don't let the illusion, don't let the smoke and mirrors, don't let the... Tricks of the enemy become your reality. <laughs> Come on. Pause and think about that for a minute. Is it possible that you're stuck in the past? Because of the frame you have around your life? Because of the pain that you had a decade ago? Is it possible that you're not living your best life now because you've given too much glory to the enemy? Because you've allowed him to fool you and trick you when you know what the word says, but somehow the smoke and mirrors were too intense. The illusion became a delusion. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. 
Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at GlobalPropheticCenter.com. gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. Father, set us free today, God. Set us free from any remnant of hopelessness in Jesus' name. Set us free, God. Set us free, God, from any residue of fear in Jesus' name. Set us free, God. Help us. Set us free from discouragement and disillusionment. Set us free, God, from these ties that bind us to a past that no longer exists anywhere except in our mind. Set us free, God, from the memories that bring back emotional feelings of pain. Set us free, God, from the, 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 the feeling of, of failing and the being deflated and having had our hopes so high only to be knocked down. Help us, Lord, re re realize and remember that that is the past. Paul the Apostle said, I press past the past. I'm leaving the past behind. I'm pressing forward to the high calling in Christ Jesus. If Paul the Apostle, who was an accomplice in murder, persecuting Christians all over, could leave his past behind, come on, can't you leave a little failure behind? Come on, I'm, I'm pray coaching you this morning for a minute. Somebody needs to hear me. That's why I've slowed way down. Could it be possible that the trauma from the past is setting you up for a triumph in the future? What the enemy meant for harm, God's turning for good. Could it be possible that your pain <laughs> sets you up to minister to somebody else who's in pain? Could it be possible that the Lord would give you beauty for ashes? I say yes, because it's in the word of God. So Father, help us make that divine exchange today. Help us, Lord, to make that divine exchange today, to give you our ashes and let you make something beautiful out of them, to give you the pain of our past and to let you make something wonderful out of it, to give you those disappointments, the, the discouragements, uh, the, the failures. Help us, Lord, to cast all this at the foot of the cross. This is not our portion. It doesn't belong to us. We are not failures. We are overcomers. We are not victims. We are victors. We are not incapable. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Help us to see ourselves as we are, God. <laughs> Help us to see ourselves as you see us.
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Help us, Lord, today. I want to go, I want to transition early today because I want to spend some more time on this because this connects with everything else we've been praying. Listen, until I studied this, I had really no understanding of just how bitter Job was. Job became very bitter, not towards God, but just bitter eight times in the book of Job. He directly speaks of his bitterness. I'm not going to read all these to you, but I'm going to read you a couple. Job 7:11. I cannot keep from speaking. I must express my anguish. My bitter soul must complain. <laughs> Job 9:18. He talks about bitter sorrows. Job 10:1 again, he talks about his bitter soul. Later on in Job 13, he speaks of bitter accusations against him. And then in Job 17, he speaks of bitter taunters and mockers. Then in Job 23, he talks about bitter complaints. Job needed deliverance from bitter waters. He had been afflicted. His children were all dead. His barns were dead. His cattle were dead. And his body was filled with sores. And the God that he served so faithfully seemed silent at a time of trial. He was bitter. This great man of God, who was described by Jehovah himself as being No one more righteous than Job. He's my righteous servant. God gave him mega accolades. And a few trials and accusations from his friends who should have supported him brought him into bitterness of soul. And he wasn't the only one. If you remember Hannah in the Bible, she was barren. And her husband's other wife always was mocking her and taunting her because she had no son. And you know, Hannah went before Eli in the temple where he served and she was praying. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel 1.10, she was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. Hannah was bitter. She was bitter. She had a bitterness in her soul because she was barren. Maybe some of you can relate. There's all kinds of barrenness. It's not just physical barrenness. There's spiritual barrenness, financial barrenness, and that can make you bitter. Then you look over here at David. When the enemy burned down Ziglag and stole all of the wives and the children, The Bible says that his followers, his mighty men, the army of the broke, busted, and disgusted who came out into the wilderness to follow his leadership, it says they were bitter in soul and they were going to stone him. See, when you carry that bitterness, when you're bathing in bitter water, you want to hurt somebody else. You want to blame somebody else. Then how about Naomi? How about Naomi? How about Naomi? She was bitter. Her husband died. Then both of her sons died. She said, don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me Mara, 
for I am bitter. And the name Mara means bitter. She identified so greatly with her bitterness that she actually changed her name. She's like, I'm not even the same person anymore. I've been through much, so much trauma. I've been through so much drama. I'm still grieving the loss of my husband. And one of my daughter-in-laws, she betrayed me. She left me. Only Ruth stood by my side. And she said, I'm bitter. I'm bitter. In the book of James, the Bible tells us clearly, <laughs> very directly, James 3.14. Come on, I'm pray teaching you because you got to get delivered from this. James 3.14, but if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false against the truth. Some of you are bitter because you're jealous. Because somebody else got that promotion. Somebody else married a spouse that did better in life than who you married. Uh-oh. Somebody dissed you. I don't know what they did to you. Some of you have bitter jealousy. Don't even lie against the truth. And then we see here in Hebrews 12, 15. The writer says, see to it that no one, no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. Your bitterness can defile your whole church, your whole family. You wonder why don't nobody want to be around you? Because you're bitter. You leave a bad taste in everybody's mouth. The good news is you can get free. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, uh-huh. I'm in your face. I'm going to confront this because I want you to have freedom. You can't be happy and bitter at the same time. No way. I remember 20 years ago, standing on my balcony, I didn't even know my way all around the Bible like I do now. I knew what the Bible said, but the Holy Spirit quoted a scripture to me, and I didn't even know the address to it at the time. He said, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, slander be put away from you along with all malice. Why? Because I was bitter. I was bitter over what my ex-husband did. I was bitter about being beaten bloody by police officers and accused of something I did not do and thrown in jail. I was bitter. And the Lord told me one morning, he said, let it go. Let the bitterness go. And that's what I'm saying to you this morning. Let it go. Here's why. The Lord had to deliver me from bitterness because I could not stand in the office of a prophet and speak in his name with that bitter edge on my life. That's how we see doom and gloom prophets. They never have anything good to say because they're bitter or they're angry. There's something wrong with their soul. They don't understand the love of God. James 3.11. James 311, does a fountain send forth simultaneously from the same opening, fresh water and bitter? Of course, the answer is no. And let me just say this, and I'm going to pray. I don't usually teach you this long, but you need to get this. Listen. Job wasn't delivered from the bitterness until he prayed for his friends. Hannah wasn't delivered from the bitterness until she prayed to the Lord. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. We come to you boldly to your throne of grace to find grace and obtain mercy to help in time of need. And we need you, God. 
We need you, God. We can't afford to be spewing forth bitter water all over your people in the name of Jesus, prophesying in your name, casting out devils in your name with a bitter spirit, God. We repent. Come on, have to repent. We repent, God. Lord, we repent for allowing ourselves to be embittered by taking on the enemy's perspective, by listening to his lies, by not allowing you to heal our pain, but harboring it, holding on to it, nursing our wounds, God. Would you forgive us for not allowing you in at the onset of our trauma, at the onset of our pain? Not allowing you in, not turning to you immediately when we feel like we've been knocked out and knocked down. Forgive us for not turning to you, the healer, immediately to find healing for our souls so that we don't have to walk around a mountain called bitterness. For years and years and years, God, we're, we're, we, we repent because we know this bitterness has affected our prosperity. It's Because your word says you want us to be in health and prosper, even as our soul prospers. So it's affected our prosperity. Our bitterness has affected our prosperity. <laughs> when Job let go of his bitterness, God restored to him double for his trouble, but he had to let go of the bitterness first. I wish you could hear me. Ruth had to, Naomi had to let go of her bitterness before she saw the breakthrough with Ruth and Boaz to be their redeem, the kinsman redeemer. So, Father, we choose to let go of this bitterness now in Jesus' name. We renounce bitterness right now in Jesus' name. Come on. Renounce it. Renounce it. Renounce it. You have to renounce it out of your mouth, people of God. I renounce all bitterness, anger, malice, hatred, and unforgiveness in Jesus' name. Now, Father, we've made clear. We've opened our mouth and we've confessed our sins one to another that we might be healed. We've done this publicly. A thousand of us together in unity crying out for deliverance from any residue of bitterness, any remnant of bitterness. God, would you deliver us? Would you free us from this now in Jesus' name? We don't want it anymore. We don't want to see our relationships ruined by the bitterness of our past, infiltrating our present and having an eye to destroy also our future. Deliver us from the bitter envy. Deliver us from bitter jealousy. Deliver us from bitter comparisons. Deliver us from bitter pain, God. Deliver us, God, in Jesus' name. Free us from bitterness. Come on, say bitterness, come out in Jesus' name. Come on, say bitterness, come out in Jesus' name. Come on, if you know you have, some of you know you're bitter. Don't turn the volume down. Don't turn the volume down. Turn it up. Some of you know you're bitter. Some of you don't know that's what your problem is, but I believe the Holy Spirit is showing you or will show you. Listen, we all go through things. There's no shame in missing the mark. Jesus bore all our shame on the cross. There's therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk according to the Spirit and not according to the lust of the flesh. You had a reason to be bitter. But it's not you had it, but it's not an excuse to stay bitter. So, Father, I'm asking you to bring healing to emotions, bring healing to wounds, hurts and wounds, God. 
that your people have harbored for so, so long now? Would you bring healing, God? See, sometimes you can't get healed until that demon goes. Do you understand? Sometimes you can't find healing for wounds because that demon is guarding the area that needs to be healed and nobody can get in there to heal it. Not even God, because you've come into agreement with darkness and now darkness is guarding the wounded place. But now the bitterness is gone. So, Father, we ask you to bring healing to our souls, the healing balm of Gilead. Help us, Lord. And we know it's a process. We know it's not necessarily an instantaneous, immediate change of everything. We have to renew our minds. So remind us to renew our minds to your love and to the reality that you work all things together for the good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose and to the reality that what the enemy meant for harm, you will use for good. And we want to be used in your hand, God, not in the enemy's hand. We want to be used as a tool in your hand, not used as a tool in the enemy's hand. So fill us again with your spirit, God. Fill us again with your spirit, God. Fill us again with your spirit, God. Deliver us fully from bitterness. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You want to sow, you can do that in one of three ways. You can share this broadcast, which would be really good. Share this, that really helps us. You can also leave your uh, join my prayer group, prayforjennifer.com. Join my prayer army. Or you can sow financially. You can sow at jenniferleclair.org slash donate. You can text the word pray to 754-701-2161. Text the word pray. 754-701-2161. You can use the PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire, P.O. Box 30563, P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. God bless you. I'll see you later. Have a great day. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.